Welcome back to Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You're the good few, and I am going to start talking like I normally talk. Hey, guys. Uh, great to be back, as always. Great to see these numbers just staying either consistent or increasing. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, do I say that too much? No, I say it exactly as fucking much as I mean it, which is every single time I'm in this microphone. I appreciate that I have an audience. It's cra- it is crazy to me that anybody listens to my podcast. That whole sentence I just said is crazy to me. I have a podcast. Like, that's weird enough that I have a podcast. It was a silly idea I've had years ago. That's weird enough. And then the fact that there are people listening every week enough for me to be like, why would I stop this, you know? And people are saying such nice things. People say such nice things. I get great feedback all the time from listeners contacting me who I don't even really know that well in real life or know at all in real life. So it's like, I've talked about this before, but it's like, I don't know if that makes them fans or not, but it's, it's just, it's great. It's great. I love you guys so much. And I don't know if you love me or love my guests, but like whatever's going on, I appreciate it and it's great, but I hope you're all well. I'm great and uh, had a really great episode that I can't wait for you guys to listen to. Uh, no real business to report on. Uh, don't have any, don't have any shows coming up to talk about right now. Uh, there is one January 17th at Bronson uh, Bronson Country Club in Shelton that I'm putting together. Marty Caproni is headlining it. I'm hosting. Cody Marino is also going to be on that show. I still am looking for a feature spot. You know what? If you're a local comedian and listen to this podcast, message me right now. Message me right now. I might have a spot for you because obviously I'm going to give it to a a, a listener of mine so yeah that's that's how i'm booking this last spot on that show i I had another spot left i'm gonna go from the people who message me after listening to this intro you got to be a comedian you can't just be like a person like (laughs) i'm not just gonna book random people for a comedy show but uh cool got that out of the way uh i need to i need to start getting a better list beforehand of like friends stuff to promote i do want to get into that but i thought they were going to contact me more regularly they only contacted me that one time but uh, oh, if you are a local, uh, I would like to start promoting, did I talk about this on the last intro? I would like to start promoting some of my listener stuff too. So contact me if you have a small business, uh, have some sort of creative endeavor, uh, anything that you would like to be promoted, especially on this podcast that you listen to, uh, I, I would like to get involved. Uh, and I, I would do that for pretty much nothing. However, Good Enough is also actively speak, uh, seeking sponsorship right now, guys. So if you or anyone you know, uh, would like to use a good enough platform to promote your business to the Fairfield County, New Haven, Southern Connecticut area, and then anybody else in the world who might listen to this. Uh, it's not too many worldwide listeners, but there are a few in different, you know, different states, a couple in different countries. But uh, for anyone who wants to get their name on this podcast, I could really use a little, a teensy bit of revenue. You know, I spend a lot of money on this thing. I'd like to start at least getting it to pay itself. Also, if you want merch. Uh, contact me. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'll, I'll make stuff to order right now. I'm not doing a big print until I know how many people would want them. But if you want a good enough hoodie or a good enough t-shirt, you contact me with your size. We'll get the pricing, uh, situated. It's not going to be too expensive. I found someone who's going to do it, but contact me if you want any stuff. Cool. My guest, my guest is a friend of the show. Uh, you've heard him before and I want to have him on semi-regularly just Whenever he's available, whenever I don't have a guest, 
he's always someone great to have in studio. I didn't just have him on because I didn't have a guest. I had him on because I love talking to the guy. Uh, it's Pat Oates. Pat Oates, everybody. That's, I think he was on episode four, uh, Go Look for Bigfoot with Pat Oates. And I love Pat. I really do. I've, I've known him since I started comedy. He, he hosted the first open mic I ever went to. And he's always been a bit of a mentor, someone I look up to in comedy because he he just gives and gives and gives so much advice, so much perspective on the world. Him and I have opposite views on so many things, which I believe is what makes our conversations so rich and fun because we are in many ways each other's polar opposites. We come together on a lot of things as well, which uh, you'll always see anytime I have him in here. So. Uh, he's gonna be. He's definitely gonna be a more regular guest. I want to have him in the studio as often as possible without it kind of. You know, I don't want him to be my only guest, but he definitely has to be a good enough regular because, you know, he's the reason I have a podcast. He was the first. His podcast was the first one I ever really listened to regularly. Uh, pa- uh, it was originally called Pat Oates is Sad. Now it's called the Pat Oates Show. Uh, he he's given me so much advice on comedy, so much advice on booking ro- booking rooms and producing shows. So. Without further ado, uh, welcoming back to the Royal Fox Studio for the second time, Pat Oates. I love you guys. The good few. You're my favorite, really. Please, have a goddamn great week. Love ya. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs, so I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. Did I tell you about the opening line thing? Well, I was on this a long time ago. Yeah. And you had a thing. You had a whole thing. You had an opening line. You had questions. You were very philosophical. And I knew you'd grow out of that. Because um, that's how podcasts work. You think you have a cookie cutter frame. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, wait. That's sociopathic. We yeah. can't talk that way. Yeah, exactly. We have to talk like people do. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I still have a framework of questions that I like to have in the podcast as far as like there's a skeleton I need because I want to keep up with a theme. But yeah, it's not so cut and dry as far as like I need to get these done. And I don't always get to the questions. You know, it's just like I kind of use them as lifelines. Like if I don't find anything to talk about in this podcast, at least I have these questions I could ask my guests. You should have five questions like that and one that's just a monkey wrench like. You know, one's like, how did you start doing so-and-so? Too mm-hmm. gay? And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, what? And like, mm? That's <laughs> what uh, the answer is. That familiar voice uh, is, of course, Pat Oates, everybody. You may remember him from, what was it, maybe episode four? I think episode four. Uh, the one that I was in. Yeah. You'll remember yeah, me from exactly. the podcast that I was in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that you're forgettable. People love that episode. But it's great to have you back. Thank you. Uh, and how, how, how are you, Pat? I am... Splendid. I am splendid. splendid uh, I'm splendid. borderline tremendous, but splendid right now. Now the th- the thing you just said about the questions. Um, I've I've been a guest recently on um a group called Compound Media, which is run by Anthony Cumia from Opie and Anthony, and hey, I've been. And I've been on it. Well, no, it, 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 because it's awesome. It's because of what they've been doing. <laughs> well, I got to be a guest on there. Um, I'm actually in January going to be recording my own pilot for their network so i'll be hopefully if it I works love, out i love that you break fucking awesome news on good enough like this last time we heard about the radio <laughs> yes. thing and you do radio now now this is all, that's well, because awesome also news, what's man. cool about your show Fuck is it, yeah, take, it takes so long to come out when i break it it's already happening you're for seven right, weeks so it's right. nice 
<laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. In in three years, when this episode comes out, you'll already have a well-established oh, show my, on the Kumia Network. My grandchild just went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes out, like perfect. Yeah, I've got. I've also gotten better about. I don't bank episodes a month in advance now. Now I keep like two or two in the rotation, just in case I miss a week. No, it makes sense. In the yeah. beginning, though, you wanted to have a build. So when you put oh, it out, yeah. people had things like a library. Oh yeah. But um, well, I didn't just name drop it to name drop it. What I was saying was, uh, when I watched with 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 Kumia, he's been doing this forever, and um, on the desk in front of him will be a bunch of notes, a bunch of things to talk about. And they're not there to, on purpose to have to go through them. Right. But if the conversation isn't just naturally happening, then he has subjects to go to. So it becomes like a challenge in your regular guest yeah. to almost have mm-hmm. him not go mm-hmm. to the notes because you're yeah. hoping that the conversation goes well. But sometimes if you're not in the mood to like just drone on yeah. about something, it's kind of nice for him to see, oh, what do you got on the list? Right. So it's smart to have that backed up. For sure. I, I by now, I, I feel like I've, I, by now I should have notes i always talk like i talk to myself I, in my head i'm like yeah you're gonna have notes for this episode you're just gonna have a piece of paper out in front of you that's just gonna have a couple of questions because obviously that's what a professional will do and i keep on coming into these com- completely unfucking prepared really and just you know i we end up pull i end up pulling a conversation out of somewhere but that's such a good practice like th- it's also just growing pains I, I imagine like even though it feels like i've been doing this for a while now i this podcast started yesterday basically it's right. so it's so brand new i'm still in the window of i could quit and nobody would care right but <laughs> then you have to think about big picture you're looking at it as okay well, i've been doing this podcast for a little bit of time but you've been a person the whole time the and you talk to people right. the whole time. So how do you talk to people you don't know? When you don't know someone and you have to impress them or you have to continue with them, you do a little research. You do try to talk to them in an impressive way. True. But when you know someone and you try to do that, it comes off weird. We know each other. We've been right. chatting for an hour before here. We've known each other for a while. So therefore, we don't really need many notes. You know that you can go to me and I won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's- and, and I also know going to you. Well, we, we talked about it when we went up to get coffee. We are people that get along well, but we are polar opposites polar people, fucking but opposites, enjoy man. how each other thinks yeah for real so we're not it's not a polar opposite in a way like you know you're a liberal i'm conservative or some shit like that it's that in the way of you wanted whipped cream on your drink and i was like i would never no, get yeah. whipped cream on a drink but guys it was even more dramatically on the on each side of that because i i made a note to say something like She's like, and would you like whipped cream? And I'm like, yes, always. And I look at Pat. I'm like, right? You always get whipped cream. And you're like, I literally never get whipped cream. I was upset to be in the room. You turned to me. I was going to pretend like we didn't know each other. You were so you were so upset. Like that was it was almost the same way. Is I felt it was the same way of like you're in a store with someone and they hit their kid and look at you like it's okay. Like not okay, no, 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 not, not okay. okay. Not Don't okay. hit your kid. <laughs> I'd rather you hit your kid than have whipped cream. Like that's how I felt about that. Like, it was so, because you said it so emphatically. Like, you looked at her, and she also had a little whimsy. But like, it was like, she's like, would you like whipped cream? First of all, you said vegan hot chocolate. Right. And then she's like, whipped cream. I, I, I said, my first, I said, I said almond milk as she was about to pour whole milk, so I didn't shit my pants in studio. Right. You're welcome. But you put better, you said vegan hot chocolate, and then she offered whipped cream, and you said yes. I'm like, but you don't, obviously, we had this talk walking back. Yeah. You didn't care about the vegan hot chocolate because right. you didn't go, Hopefully it's vegan whipped cream because that's just a cow sitting on top of that old non-cow drink (laughs) that you're having there. And you said, yeah, of course, always. (laughs) So happy. And I'm like, no, never. I'll go anywhere. They're like, 
even when you get like a milkshake, like McDonald's, like if you're like, oh, you're like in a mood, where like, oh, yeah, I need something done, whatever, and you order a milkshake, they're like whipped cream. I'm like, why? I have it's it's got dairy. I don't need more. Yeah. How fat do we need to be? It's true. I don't. Yes, whipped cream is nice. I'll have it at home if I if it happens to be. I won't buy it. I don't mm-hmm. do whippets, so I right. don't need to have it there. <laughs> I don't really need a cool whip or uh-huh. anything like that. I just need. I like the basics. You know what I mean? I don't need toppings and sundays. Mm-hmm. L- I'm all toppings. I'm I every. I literally. I don't care about the thing that that it that it originates from. It's I just want want it for the accessories and the top right, you you're you're using it as the Froyo vehicle is my dream yeah, it's yours is the vehicle to that and i just want the basics that's all i want that's so you're, we really are polar opposites yes. it's ridiculous i would just take it would just be the, the car at the dealership I, right. and you're like no bells and whistles please yes. wait it's not it's not furnished by ll bean yeah. like, why is exactly. why is the inside of this interior yeah, you need right. that yeah. i don't need that and that woman was very happy but also Awful at her job because like pretty bad because you you were for four minutes just like having that's you you walked in there was a woman you knew there you had conversation you stood there you had more patience than I would ever have and mm-hmm. I have more patience now than I've ever had you do yeah you but we waited three to four minutes for literally for you to finally go does anyone work here mm-hmm. and then this lady comes up oh you're like oh I know how it is like how the fuck do you know how it is <laughs> I've dealt with this before <laughs> right, you, you know how it's like to deal with it yeah. you don't know what yeah. it is because I looked they're not busy it's nope. night it's nope. a co- it's a little coffee place that's like we're better than you it's a little hipster coffee right. place the we- only places I go to yes they have fancy little games with some shit you're, you're drinking a Dunkin Donuts in yes. front of me polar opposites yes I, we I walked only, in I love mom and you Bob asked spots. me if I need a coffee I'm like I already have one we went in anyway and I told you I felt like I was I was Trump at, at like a, a liberal like a women's march yeah because I'm holding Dunkin' Donuts inside this place. It's like, Dunkin' Donuts is what's destroyed everything about us. Yeah. How dare you? You can't get a vegan hot chocolate yeah. at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I don't fucking want one there. I just want hot. I don't care what it tastes like. I just want it in a cup. Styrofoam's killing people, but good. Wait, why, you don't go to uh, mass corporations for your vegan stuff, Pat? Why? I don't go to I don't go to anything on purpose. It's in the way and I go. I don't have a purpose. Patches arrives places. Yes, by happenstance. That's what used to happen in the world. Dude, wait, that's true. The only reason you do the the I know this. Your comedy story. Someone signed you up for a comedy competition. I wasn't going. You didn't even do this on purpose. Nope. I just go. I just went. I just went to a place. And I go on stage. I'm like, all right. I was already yelling anyway. I start yelling. They go, here's some money. I'm like, all right, thanks for the money. I'm gonna do this for the rest of my people life. People just push me in a direction, and I go. That's awesome. Everything, even the radio I'm doing now, was because people were like, I got asked to do a roast, and then at the roast of a radio personality, someone there said, oh, you should go on our radio thing. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they're like, oh, wait, you think you're good at this? You should keep doing it. And I'm yeah. like, all right. Then I asked, it's like, can I do it some more? And they're like, all right, fine. Yeah. It's no. Everyone thinks like you do this to build this and you get this resume. Like, no, you just walk around and shit happens. Dude, it literally, man. Like like uh I, I'm I'm currently at my it's unrelated to entertainment, but is related to just kind of winding up somewhere. Like I build circuit boards. I'm at my second job building circuit boards. And I like the work and I now have like my dream schedule because I work four days a week and have three days off, uh, ten hour days. But point being is I earned some skills within this industry and now I have a, a better job in it. And people ask how I got into it, and I'm like, uh, three years ago I answered a Craigslist ad yeah. because I needed a job. And now and when I was done sleeping with that man, exactly. <laughs> I do circuit boards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After that I went on LinkedIn. It was completely unrelated. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Most every 
it's funny. We'll sit there, look back at life, and go and make up stories of how things happened to Dude, us. Dude, you're fucking nailed. Everybody yes, looks yes. back and like, likes to force the gump the shit out of their life. Like, this happened. But that's really, real life is, is Forrest Gump. It's just like, how did you do all these things? I don't know. You're right, man. I'm just there. We like to look back and go, well, that happened because of this and that step. Yeah, that's nice to say and all. Right. Most things just fall in our lap. It's what you do when it's in your lap. Mm-hmm. Do you do you clean up the mess or do you sit in the crap? And like, yeah. So most people, it's like, okay, this is here. It's in front of me. You got... You, you answered a thing. You didn't know that three years would become a thing, but once it, you answered it, it happened. Right. It's not about how who opens the door or how you open the door. Does the door stay open? Right. And, and that's how most things happen that way. Now, that being said, that woman at the coffee place should be fired and <laughs> because she did not even care. You one customer. There was just people lurking. Like, I walk in with you. I don't know the woman that you know. I thought she worked there. Right. She got up and greeted us. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is her place. Uh-huh. Eventually, she'll get Good, up and, and give, serve you yeah, a coffee. Oh, yeah. And then you said, does anyone work here? And she goes, oh, yeah, she's in the back. I'm like, you don't fucking even work here? Yeah. You're how, just being a nut? How much stuff could I have stolen and left with? Everything. <laughs> the entire everything. The register, everything behind the counter. And, and you know, we might as well have done that because in a place like that they're gonna blame the white male anyway so we might as well just take it I'm, I'm supposed I'm to I'm still the oppressor whether I'm good in there or bad in there so right. why even bother but you but you speak their language I would have they would have thought he's been influenced by that man that, yeah because middle aged white man yeah. is the destroyer of worlds <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair we were we were for a long time we destroyed so many worlds so many worlds we uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Thanos! Like we were, yeah. we really were <laughs> the destroyer. Literally. but we're not now. Not anymore. No, I, we don't even know how. No, it's we true. don't. I'm too tired it's to destroy true. the world. Yeah. I'll destroy one person, but you're usually another white male. Yeah, yep. It's like, it, but it, 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 but going into that place with all that stuff going on, it's like, and then people complain about small business. But here's the thing: small business to me now is be 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you would go, you would just go get something like. I want coffee. Well, there's one place in town that has it. That's where coffee is. I want groceries. There's two places. Joe owns one. Phil owns the other one. We never liked Phil, so we go to Joe. And that was it. Now there's 80 options, 80 places, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now people, these big corporate things come in and do it with Amazon and everything else. And then these small little shops, these small little private-owned businesses get mad that no one's going. But when you go... They don't give a fuck. It's true, dude. I, they really I mean, don't because they're I, being run by people yeah. who aren't the 80-year-olds who own. Now, yeah. if someone's 80 and their family pass it on to the daughter who passes it on to their kids and it's like, you know, Schmideldi and son's, you know, deli. And you go there. I didn't want to do any kind of like yeah, ethnic yeah, things. So, so you I made up made a race. <laughs> Schmideldi is my favorite race. It's a, so, but they go there and you and you can get all, you get the best like meatloaf sandwich or something like that. Yeah. And you go there because your, your grandfather gave you that meatloaf sandwich. You gave your kids that meatloaf sandwich and you went there. But the person that's now opening a new coffee shop, Holy shit, they yeah. don't care about it. Yeah. So they just open it and go, well, I have a coffee shop now. Huh. And it's cool and I hang out well, here and it's on. great. Slow this thought down just because right. I need to process this. You're you're opening up my world right now. You're so fucking right. Yeah. You're so – I literally needed to make sure we uh, – I, I, I took that in for a second because <laughs> you're so fucking right about this mom – these mom and pop shots are opening up. But like they don't have the nostalgia because they there's weren't no history. They, they're there's not no... established. Like I'll go to Lewis Lunch and get the burger because they're still there. Yep. But someone's gonna open up a, a hamburger place now and do everything that Lewis Lunch does. But it's like you guys didn't invent. They literally invented the hamburger. Right. You're just stealing from them. How are you any different than someone who's trying to become one of these big corporate things? And by the way, I am a supporter of small businesses. Obviously, like I just explained to you, what a, that whole show I did upstairs. I would have got that hot chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts in thirty seconds. Right. Literally 
you in and out. I would have been served. It's like they care more about keeping the corporation. I'm a supporter of good business, not small I, business. I love that. And I love that. If if, if if the best service I can get is from someone that's corporate, listen, the corporate people aren't serving me. It, it, to get mad at something when a guy like you and I are having the job there, mm-hmm. like Dunkin' Donuts, the person that's working on the counter does not own Dunkin' Donuts. No. They do not at all. They took a job. And they can't get a job at the small place because they don't fit the vibe. Right. Which is a weird thing. Like, all you're doing is making coffee. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you know, what's the difference between the Starbucks barista and the barista that was there? Well, the Starbucks barista has to be at the counter or she's fired. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that there's a pressure on her. This other one's like, well, I own it. It's not a big deal. It's more about just the atmosphere. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can't pay your bills on atmosphere, bitch. Like, you can't do that. That's true. And let's not forget that Starbucks does employ way more middle class people. Than and then like one mom and pop place would you know? Well, like, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but there is no middle class. Um, you're right. Okay, so it's point. like there's yes, just people it. with money and poor people. That's it's true. just a bigger thing. That's there's true. no more middle anymore. Oh, Th- that's all gone. Do we want to stay on top? I see. I, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm having you in the room. I'm like, do I want to keep doing the coffee thing or do I want to let you go off on that? Both are so good. <laughs> both are so juicy. They're both <laughs> basically the same thing. It's true. That woman. Holy yeah, shit. That woman who owns the small business. It isn't a small business. It's a bigger business because she's not growing her own coffee she's getting her coffee she's getting her coffee from bigger businesses because right. there is no small no, it's all locally sourced and fair trade we're working with other small businesses but Who'd somewhere you, along the line where'd you order it from amazon right. oh really? yeah, exactly. <laughs> somewhere along the line like someone is just buying things off amazon someone's unless, buying stuff from monsanto unless i look in the back of your building and guadalupe's picking beans <laughs> out of the back <laughs> shut up okay it's not happening right yeah, exactly it's, it's it's all the same thing and then for you to for us to go there and for you to walk in and to make an order and her not make a big deal about it, I want that feeling. It had a cool feel. People thought they could hang out there like it was a library, right. but I didn't have that feel. I would have liked it better if I walked in and she was sitting there with that girl you know. She's having a conversation. Right. And she pops up and goes by on the counter and takes care of you. And I'm like, Oh wow, this is her life. It's not just a business for her. Mm-hmm. This is where she hangs with her friends. This is and that's the all that small feeling. Yeah. That one where you listen, when you watch uh the people that come to this country, when immigrants come here, especially, you know, any Asian descent that opens like a restaurant like food, like all the Chinese takeout we do, people make jokes about it. But when you go in and their children are there and there's beds in the back and they're you know, they're taking turns <laughs> taking naps because it's their life. It's not only how they make money, it's their lifestyle, it's how they spend time with their children. Right. Not because they can't afford to take care of their children. They they were making money. They could do daycare. Yes. They'd rather teach their children work ethic and pride and teach them how to a sense of things because one day their job is to take this over right. to pass this on it's not happening mm-hmm. with middle-aged white guy america that's not happening here that coffee lady if she made that her life if i felt like she was hanging out with them not just in the back on her computer trying to make a cooler website that had cool movies like how much more jack johnson can i play like <laughs> we need to make sure we had not the curious george jack johnson fuck him the, the newer <laughs> one the one that kind of sounds like tom petty but he's dad like, anyway, <laughs> Like that, and that's and that's what they're worried about. They don't want music that sounds like it's been on the radio. They want all this thing to be a thing, but it's they're just puppets now. There's right. no real small thing. I I wanted that place. Like we live in the valley. I want that place in Derby that it is that deli that just people in Derby go to. Mm-hmm. And what people in Shelton don't go why? Because they have their own. Exactly. The older people and they go there. Is is one better than the other? Probably not. No. But it's 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 a loyalty for the town, kind of. But it's more about this is how I grew up. Right. This is where we got our meatballs. Mm-hmm. This is where we got our pasta. This is where we got those things. And when we cater, we go to them. Is right. it? You might even go somewhere else and go. Yeah, this is so much better than Mirinelli's. But why? Why? It, why do you go there? Oh, because that's where we go. 
Right. That's what we do. That's it. And that supports Just that routine. business. And then they support you. And when you're doing your fundraiser, dumb thing, your kids are doing something, Marinelli's will sponsor it. Why? Right. It's there. It's not there. Anymore. Is that small coffee shop doing that? No, they're not doing that. They, they want you to just support them. Why? Because I'm here and I'm 20 and I'm white. It's a good point, man. I, I'm literally, they're just re- resting on my laurels. They're, they're, they're resting on my goodwill to be like, I support small businesses, but are they really doing much to keep my business? We're in this hipster factory right now. You yeah. and I are sitting in this place that's got yeah. this little radio studio, the coffee place, little church. It's a pretty good uh, name for the Conti building. It should be called the hipster, the factory, hipster factory. Makes a lot because more believe sense. me, that where this is is used to be where my grandfather and his three brothers used to have a moving company. Oates Brothers was yep. right here in this lot, right here. Yeah, and those four men were white Irish men that would not let any of these sissy people. Be on their property. They would be slapping them still. Yeah, get out of here with your dumb coffee. Go away. I, I I like my I like my coffee. Like my um, like my next door neighbor, black and away from me. But um, <laughs> it's like, but they they were like, they were the kind of people that didn't allow this kind of thing. Now I'm not saying we should be back to being assholes, but right. inside this building right now is no. It's almost like they all feel like they need to be here to fit a Sims role. Yeah. Like, I'm the coffee place. Right. Okay, okay, I bought there. Next to it, we need to have some place that just sells toenail clippings of magazines. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? It's like, you're not even real businesses, but we all should be here. We should all support each other. Right. But what's the purpose of all mm-hmm. of you? You're not really working together. Right. No one is... Are, I mean, you're putting on this thing, and this guy's got this studio, but this studio should have all these there should be a coffee talk studio podcast from right. those people there going on here and you can if you want to do podcasts you know you can listen you should be listening to this right now live in that coffee place if you're mm-hmm. really supporting each other inside this dumb yeah. building and then they should be in here doing a coffee thing talking about the beans and dumb shit and stupid pat, other hipsters pat, would listen pat because you know i'm impressionable and i really respect your word please tell me not to do the things that you just told do them <laughs> stop do them all. stop that no because no those were in my head i'm like oh no those are really good ideas please don't let me do that well here's why you won't do it because <laughs> if you do it then I won't be a guest anymore because anyone sitting in there right now would not want to listen to this because that lady be like I, that that's me that's yeah, me yeah. he's just calling me he just called me a dumb well, bitch well, to be fair maybe she's a little crazy and she's just like wait does everybody else hear that? Are these people in my head talking about me? <laughs> oh, so you're wondering if the woman who decided to open a small coffee place in Shelton <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they need in this area. More of that and more restaurants that people might go to twice. Might. might. We need a couple more places to eat. We need a couple more places to eat for these fat fucks who can't even cross a bridge <laughs> right next to the river walk. We keep on putting all this shit in this dumb town and no parking lots. No parking lots. Well, the thing, the thing is, though, with, with this area, with the valley. I'm just kidding. I love Shelton. It's no, no. And I, and I do I, I do appreciate the valley for what it's trying to be. But right. the problem is this this area has is, is been was a place of industry, and it's not anymore. Everything left. So right. they didn't know how to replace it, they didn't know what to do. So now what they're doing is they're giving away cheaper leases to restaurants because they think that's going to draw people in. Yeah. But it's not. Is that why they're showing up? That, that's why they're showing up because yeah. they're getting cheaper chances because what, what, what draws people in? They're, they realize that the people that live here have no money. Mm-hmm. So why? We can't. We, there's no need to put. Why would a big Y and a Walmart leave? That right. does. That's. You're, when you're at a level of white trash where you can't support a those wall, two things, yeah. a Walmart and a Big Y, yeah. and they move to another area, instead of building two, you think about it, like most places, a Big Y in Ansonia would stay, and then they would have put another one in Derby because our business is so good. Right. We're splitting them up. We don't care. Yeah. We'll actually get more people to come in, mm-hmm. but they don't do that. They said they move one to another spot thinking that people that are leaving this fucking hellhole mm-hmm. will drive by and go to the grocery store because a 34 is a better flush than going down the other way. Right. So, a better flush? 
flush of traffic. Oh, okay. You're going through. You're, yeah. you're, you're going to go to 34 to get the fuck out. You're going to go yes. to Orange. You're yes. going to go to yeah. New Haven. You're going to get the Merit. And on the way, you might hit that grocery store. Maybe. Right. And, but there, nobody wants to be in here. So what brings people to your town if you don't want to be there? Food. Yeah. We have in different kinds of food, like Crave and Copper City and, yeah. and things like that. Different odd things that'll bring you in. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to do there. But no businesses. Nobody wants to work here. Nobody yeah, wants I, to pay those I things. I was walking down that street the other day in Ansonia because uh, I, I recently. It's like doing, Back to the Future without the fun. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I'm so uncomfortable on that People street. ask me, how do you run so many miles every day? I'm running away from where I live. <laughs> yeah. I'm just running away. Yeah, exactly. It's got this cool little river walk that just. That, that doesn't belong where it's it is. half a mile. <laughs> you could, If you run all the way from the beginning, if you start yeah. in Ansonia and you run all the way down and you loop down by the water and you come up to where we are here in Shelton and then loop back, that's three and a half miles. So you can do a, you can do a 5K mm-hmm. on the entire thing if you go back there and back. So that doesn't do you any good because lately you've been getting into six, seven, eight mile runs. Well, right? I start <laughs> at my house and my house is a mile away from that. So uh, I run okay, that, yeah. I hit there. I go to the end. I love running math. And then I run back. Yeah. And then uh, what I do now lately is I'll, I'll run down there. And now when I get to where we are here, mm-hmm. I cut out and then I run down towards Do Drop In and that way. Right, right. Run down there. And then when you get to about Bad Sons, cut up. Go back where through like where Derby mm-hmm. High School is, cut up that way, come by the hospital, then run back towards my house in so, the back end there. So by now with all this repetition and all the running that you've been doing, like I was talking about running math, are you starting to like like do you go into it with a set amount of mileage you're gonna run and then you do all your running math in your head of like, oh I'll do this section here, this there. Like No, like, I, what's, I, what's I use the run I use the runkeeper app and I know I, what I'm running. So <clears throat> I, I, I for a while I was just trying to run a 10k every day and then i got bored even though i did different i had different maps of where i would go i got bored of the amount of time i was running mm-hmm. so I, I so i will now i've been doing a balance of a 5k one day 10k one day 5k yeah. one and i have different ones i run and there's like three or four different little mapped That's out things do i do yeah and then i will choose different things to listen to to get me going that way some days I i'm like, like oh it's a, I, I listen to a lot more podcasts because it's a sociopath thing i mm-hmm. listen to words more than i do music yeah but when i'm doing a shorter thing i like music yeah the longer i can bang out a whole podcast or listen to my old right. sets and kind of like go find new things yeah because i find that when i'm running i'm not listening to the thing i'm listening to that's background for my thoughts so when i'm running mm-hmm. music's on but i'm not listening to the music but the music is stopping me from worrying about dumb things yeah. or the podcast has stopped me from worrying about dumb things and I could just focus on writing material or what I'm going to do for my next podcast or what I'm going to do yeah. my radio show or stuff like that so that's depending on what I need to do is how long my run's going to be Real? okay except okay, I, if I, I have to mean. go to the bank because I don't drive and the bank is in Seymour uh, the TD Bank off Bank Street that's mm-hmm. where I go so if I run that and back that's 8 miles so I know if I run that one I can get my 8 mile run in once in a while then I feel yeah. like Eminem so I feel good yeah <laughs> there you go. My dumb reference. Yeah, it was a great reference. Thank I, you. I'm ju- I'm processing this all all right now. Uh, the amount that you're running, you you look fantastic. Obviously, uh, I put on a little bit more weight because I stopped going to the gym for a while. Yeah, I'm just running now, and I'm also just starting to eat a little bit more. I had a waffle for the first time in two years. How was that? That's tremendous. But a I don't real want... waffle, not a protein. Yeah, my dad waffle. my my dad makes something like with the waffle maker and all that stuff, uh-huh. and he does it every weekend when I go there to eat. But usually, I don't eat the food they eat. Yeah, I just you have turn whatever. It down, yeah. Um, but I was just like. Why not? And I, it was, it had strawberries and whipped cream on it. Like I had whipped cream. Whipped cream, but in front of family, not yeah. not in public, yeah. like an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, telling everyone about it. Right. But whipped cream, everyone. But it was what I liked about having that for the first time in years was that I had it and I went, yeah, it's good, but it's not worth having every day. I like the treat of it. Yeah. See you again in two years. Yeah, and I was yeah, fine you, with that. You nailed. That's exactly where I arrived on a couple of foods, not waffles. I would definitely not. Uh, 
I, I basically I break it down to what I think is worth the calories. Right. I think waffles, pizza, like they're just delicious things in the world that are worth the calories. But then you got things like cake. And I think like that's one of the ones I stay away from, like hard stay away from and avoid a lot when it's offered to me because it's true. I don't think it's tasty enough for what it's doing to you. It's like it's a calorie nuclear bomb. Like whereas uh whereas you know waffles are great, a little bit of whipped cream. It's not gonna kill you. You'll get over it real quick, especially if you run all that stuff. That's and I also tell myself I'm eating this, so I have to run yeah. later. A cake. Cake is not the same thing. Cake is like you've ruined three days of dieting by eating a slice of cake. It's and I garbage. was never, I was never a sweet tooth person. I'm not a cake. Ugh, I, the awesome. weird thing is, I actually lucky for you. I actually like chocolate now more mm-hmm. when I got rid of everything else. And I mean, when I got oh, rid yeah, of your taste buds changed. Well, not only that, I uh, when I looked it up, getting rid of pizza, pasta, and bread, mostly pasta, there are sugars in it mm-hmm. and things like that that my body is like, oh, I want somewhere. And if not giving it there, where am I going to get it from? Mm-hmm. And uh, you get it by wanting. Your body now wants it and craves it, and so you think of a different way. And I'd rather have a little bit of chocolate, mm-hmm. and, that, and I can run that off, and I feel good, a little bit of energy buzz, whatever, mm-hmm. rather than a lethargic bowl of pasta yeah. that's going to make me sit there and just drown my sorrow. Because that was my comfort thing. When I was in the full depression, my blanket was a giant bowl of pasta. Really? I would eat a box. I would make a box of pasta per meal. Like a pound? Like a pound. You'd eat a whole pound to your face. Here's the move, the best move I would do. I would Holy I would walk shit. from my house to the grocery store, buy the cheaper things. I would buy like the Pillsbury like biscuits you make. Mm-hmm. I would buy one of those because that's what I was gonna make when I got home to, to to say reward myself for the walk I just took like yeah. a fat pig. I would go there, get that, go home, make the biscuits and make the pasta, eat. An entire Pillsbury thing of biscuits, an entire bowl of pasta with just butter and some garlic and a little bit. I, I was not like a big sauce guy. Just eat that and eat all that just while sitting there watching TV. Oh, my God. And then when I would come home from shows and things, I would – two things. One, either make a bowl of pasta mm-hmm. and then go right to sleep. Right. Or order Domino's because you can get the two for whatever cheaper. I'd eat one Domino's for like dinner. Like that night when I got home, I'd have it there for waiting for me. Like I would – on the way home, do the Domino's app and time it. So when I got home, they were delivering it to me as I was getting on the porch. <laughs> and they would hand me one, and the other one would be breakfast. Oh, And I would eat that. Man, The last pizza I ever ate was actually Pat, with you Pat. at, um, what you call it, Stratford. Dante's? Dante's. Dante's, yeah. In the back when Frank would buy it. That was the last one I ever had years ago. Oh, my God. I, I remember that. And... Your depression sounded delicious. Just want to yes, throw that it was. out there. It's honestly as like as a fat kid. I don't even say former fat kid. I'm a fat kid for the rest of my life. It's I like will. alcoholics. Exactly. I quit drinking. It's, I'm still an alcoholic. I yeah. never went to meetings, but I'm still an alcoholic. It's o- always going to be part of my soul, my body. I if will, you stop being racist, you're still a racist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I I will die a fat kid. That's just how how it is. That's and what usually what happens. Exa- to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can't smell diabetic without dying. It's true. <laughs> And uh, no, what you just described, I'm like, yeah, that is like, even at my fattest, I wouldn't let myself eat those kind of carbs because I'm, I'm a little bit different with the way that I put on weight. Like I am a, what is it? Hard loser, whatever they call it. I am, the way that weight goes on me is like no other human being. It just piles on. I don't even have to try that hard to gain it, you know? Hard loser sounds like something a stripper calls a guy in sweatpants when he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that hard loser. (laughs) Go eat your bowl of pasta, pervert. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, if I were to eat a bowl of pasta, I'm, I, I'm not saying like, if I eat a bowl of pasta every night, I'll gain weight. I'm saying if I ate the amount of pasta you just said, the next day I will, I will probably put on about five pounds. Yeah. I was putting it on in my stomach and my face. Yeah. So, and it was like, I didn't, my arms and my legs weren't getting fat. Yeah. So therefore I'm like, 
And then people say the dumb things like, uh, you carry it well. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, like a pack mule. But, like, exactly. <laughs> but nobody wants to fuck a pack mule. Nope. <laughs> it's like, so, nope. So I got to the, and it wasn't even about looks. I didn't care about that. I was just getting in this point of depression where I couldn't get out of it. And I started looking up things and I'm not someone who, I don't do medication. I don't like that kind of thing. I don't Thank want pills. If, no. put, put a pin in medication because I want to talk about it. Right. But, go ahead. but I'm just, yeah, but, but, but I, I do feel it works for the right people. There, there's certain people that do that. I didn't feel my thing was chemical in that way. I felt like it was, there was something that I needed to add discipline to, to make discipline. myself better. Yeah. And I need, and I'm also someone who feels like if I tell myself I have to do something, I can't let myself down. I, so I know what that's, that's about. What, the way I quit drinking was not through meetings and stuff. I sat there and said, drinking's not for you. No more. And I just went cold turkey. I've never went to a meeting, whatever. Just didn't want to drink. And I don't even miss it. I don't give a fuck about it. That wasn't even a thing. I was doing it to do it because it was there. But I don't miss it. I never you're liked very, it. You're staying on brand, by the way. Earlier on the podcast, the, what, what, we did, what we came to is where yeah. you just kind of do things. Like it's, You didn't even decide to be a drinker. It just kind of happened. Here, here, and then you got out of it. <laughs> and here's the thing, too. I don't know if you know this, but before fucking this social media in the in the world of the internet it wasn't called being on brand it was called being a fucking person right right, right. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm being a fucking person yeah. like look at my brand and that, that's look. another thing i have no idea what it's like to be a normal a, a person no. i am a completely fabricated just I, i'm well, well you're it's, not it's, but it, we, we have to label everything <laughs> yeah, now. yeah everything is i'm this i'm this sexuality i'm this type of person i'm i believe in this we thing i vote for this thing and it's like crazy we're all saying we're supposed to be equal but we're, we're, we're so we're putting so many tabs on things there is no equal anymore it's true. Because you're naming all your stuff. It's like, do you have the box of crayons that has eight or 64? Mm -hmm. Like, it was easier when it was just blue. What kind of blue? It's Who gives a fuck? It's, it's blue. True. It's blue, and it does the job, and that's it. Well, are you this kind of person? Are you this kind of sexuality? But do you also maybe fuck a llama and not just these things? Like, no, I don't fuck a llama. What are we talking hey about? guys, let's not fuck llamas. Just, uh, good enough does not whoa, support bestiality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if the llama identifies... <laughs> what if it's a sexy llama? Yeah, yeah. how dare You're you? You're telling me if this llama's wearing lipstick and high heels. By the way, <laughs> we are joking, and everyone knows that, but yep. somewhere there's a pedophile going... Change the word llama to kid. Like, nope. Yeah, exactly. No one's nope. changing the nope. word. We're not justifying it. Nope. Listen, we know that kid's sexy. <laughs> but there's only so many JTTs running around this world. You know what I mean? He got older now. I know there should have been a little kid's strip club called JTTs. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Can't get through a podcast without a Pat Oates uh, inappropriate pun. That's what you have to I do. I loved all the P's that were in that sentence. You have to do. <laughs> Believe I thought I thought of a pun the other day that was so bad I couldn't put it on social media. Uh -huh. So I just messaged so Dave. I just messaged Dave Hinson. And, oh, and, and, the perfect person. And Frankie Hill, the two people I could. Yeah. And I go, what do you think? And they're like, gold, brilliant. Yeah. If I said it here, you wouldn't get SNL. So, uh, okay, okay, fair <laughs> That's such a good way to say it. Yeah. I love it. But back to um, back to medication. Uh, and I don't rule out medication. Well, real quick, because we went there that way. Yeah, yeah. I realized that I had to quit all that stuff. Be so uh, just to say, no, don't do it. So I looked up things, and I saw that with some people that when you eat pasta, I think we talked about this last time I was on here, when you eat pasta and things like that, anything with wheat, with some people, that can cause depression. That's mm. what beer is a depressive, and it's not just the alcohol thing, it's also the wheat that can be in there for certain people. Right. So I said, well, let me try that. And I also know that I'm eating so much of that, There's that's something I can easily cut out. I can, I, I can That's not going to hurt my life to not eat pizza, pasta, and bread. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cut out carbs, I'm going to have potatoes, I'm going to have rice, just not pizza, pasta, and bread. And even went as far as saying, if it's just a little bit of breading on something, if, someone, if I have a chicken yeah. nugget, I don't give a fuck. It's very reasonable. So it's Pizza, pasta, and yeah. bread. Those are three things I can eliminate and also eliminates the conversation of someone saying, are you on keto? No, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's pizza, pasta, and bread. Yeah. What kind of diet is it? 
Fucking pizza pasta. Yeah, and those are the things I'm avoiding to not be fat. Are you going to have cauliflower pizza? No, I'm not having faux anything. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I'm not going to have sex, I'm not going to get a pocket pussy. I'm just cutting a cold turkey. That's yeah, what right. I'm doing. <laughs> so, that, so I told myself that, and then therefore it was easy just to say I'm cutting it out, and my depression lifted. Now, I think some of it does have to do with that. I think some of it has to do with me saying you have no more excuses. You're not sitting there crying in your fucking bowl of pasta, so don't be depressed. You can't. I think it was more about mindset, but I was able to do that by pulling things away. Okay, so so step by step, because I'm sure a few of my listeners sh- struggle with uh, depression. So so part of it, what, part of the lifting of it was changing your diet around. Cha- well, changing your lifestyle. Around. You All have right, to change, change your lifestyle around. Okay, good. And, okay. Accepting it's a lifestyle, not a diet. Okay, it's not a diet because diets you can easily just quit a diet. Right, you can't quit a lifestyle. Right. So I just tell myself, pizza, pasta, alcohol. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. It's not available to me. It's just not there. If it's on a menu, I'm not allowed to have that. It's like when you're a, when you're a kid and someone says you're 17, like, hey, you want to go to the casino? Oh, I'm not allowed to gamble. I just can't do it. Right. I can go into the casino. I can walk. I go to the restaurants. I can do different things, but I can't gamble. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it that way. And the the main thing I told myself is, your number one reason for being depressed is that you worry about things you can't control. And now you need to realize that you can only worry about things you can control and everything else can go in your mind, but it has to come right out. And also the main thing is at the end of the day, only worry about things that are actually happening. You're sitting in bed. You're worried about what this person's thinking or two years ago when this person broke your heart or when this thing didn't happen in your life. And I'm like, is it happening to me right now? Am I safe? Is there a roof over my head? Yes, there is. Am I loved? Yes, I am. Do I have people around me that I need to support? Yes. Do I believe in myself? Yes, I do. Then there is no other problems. So the other things are not problems. So I can't worry about them. Are they things that, yes, I like to address someday and take care of and make make sure I'm better from? Yeah, of course. If someone's talking shit about me, does that suck? Of course it does. But is it hurting me right now? Is it worth wasting my time where I can't do better things or just relax? And once I was able to control, that's easier said than done. It took a lot of telling myself these words for a while. But whenever I would get sad, I used to go sit there and make a bowl of pasta. I used to sit there and eat a pizza. So I related that food yeah. to the depression. You, you change your response. So I said, if that's not available anymore, then sadness isn't available anymore. Yeah. So therefore, I can't have that blanket anymore. You know what I mean? Sadness so, isn't available anymore. It's not, I it, love none of it that. is. And then, like, you don't even give yourself access to sadness because you're not giving yourself access to the triggers that were put, keeping yourself in the cycle. And then, I, then I looked at the people that were attracted to me in my life, not just dating, but every way, just because of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Who was around me because they were drinkers too? They were in bars and I got around. Who made me think? Think of sadness in that way. You know what? You can't be part of my life anymore because you're not really there for me. Right. Now, there are people that I was friends with that I would happen to have a drink with or happen to, you know, maybe someone that could be a little bit toxic. But if you sit there and every conversation you have is about this person stinks, this sucks, this job sucks, that's and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. I need you out of my head, too. Yeah. You're too toxic. Yeah. And you need to go. And I related them to drinking. Mm-hmm. So if the drinking's not allowed, the drinking buddy's not allowed. If, yeah. the, if the sadness isn't allowed, then the pasta's not allowed. And yeah. I pulled that away, and now things are easier. How great does it feel when you when you separate yourself from somebody who like is just perpetually shit talking, not just shit talking to other people, just shit just out of their mouth is bad things. Everything. Good. Sucks. I think it feels good at first, yeah. but then you start to pull back and go, there was something in that person that was good that I saw at first and I wish I could make them see it too. Yeah. And you start to go, fuck this person's really, they're so caught up And they, But the problem is when you're angry and upset, the shit I just said out loud, 
three years ago, I would have beat the shit out of me for saying it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd still be putting me in a locker and calling me words that are not nice to homosexuals right. while putting myself in a locker <laughs> and calling that all day saying, shut your mouth, that's stupid. Yeah. You're an idiot. Why would I say that? I didn't care what they were saying. I cared about that. I was so mad at myself. I needed to take it on someone. Right. So the thing is, similar to what we were talking this. about uh, off mic earlier. Uh, that, that when I was calling you derogatory terms? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that fun I, game? I barely cried. It was awesome. Um, really stuck off. I still think you were a bitch about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd use your tears to yeah, jerk yeah, off, but I'm a man. Right, That's right, what I do. Right. Uh, no, well, how, how you were saying how uh, often people's treatment towards you is really a response to their own the things that they're dealing with and haven't acknowledged yet, haven't 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 come come to terms yeah. with yet, and it's like that's really what you're dealing with. And it's- every time someone's mad, take a step back and go, why? Yep. But to yourself, not to them. Why? Why are oh, they what did upset? You say? I don't Is- know your mm, say it. I don't know your backstory. Yeah, I don't know your backstory. That's that's what he was telling me, guys. How how when 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 someone's giving him shit, that's his go-to. And do you say it out louder in your head? I say it to them when they say what you were saying before. When they'll come at you and go, "Why aren't you doing this? Why don't you do that?" Yeah. I do this. I do this, and they go, "Well, I don't know your backstory. I haven't lived your backstory. Right? I don't know what you do." But in my head, when I see someone upset, angry, or being weird, or whatever they're doing, I tell myself that. I don't know how they live. I don't know how they got to this point. So I can't make a judgment on them right now in front of me. I haven't seen the whole fucking movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing this scene. So therefore, I can jump in and be the antagonist in this movie that I don't even want to be in. Right. Or I can pull back and just be a fucking cameo. Exactly. I can just be a beacher in the background. You know what I mean? I can just sit there, <laughs> just dancing around, doing whatever. Or I can sit there and try to jump in, and I don't want to be the bad guy in the movie anymore. Right. I used to thrive on being the bad guy in the movie. Because mm-hmm. then I was, like, I was taking over your fucking movie, and I was getting yeah. a spinoff, bitch. But I don't want a spinoff anymore. Right. I just want to do the things that make me happy. And if other people are happy, great. But I don't care if I make them happy and I don't mean that in a bad way yeah it just doesn't matter to me if I happen to help them out that's great if someone hears this and goes wow that could help me out fantastic if someone hears this and goes what the fuck's he know you're probably right too yeah nothing I'm not exactly I'm not a doctor of shit I'm not saying I know anything I'm just knowing that all this shit got me to here Right. The same way some person will be like you should do this diet and you're like are you a doctor and they're like you're like no but you should do it I'm like well Maybe do a little research, see if it works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling anyone to do this in their life better. It only worked for me. It might mm-hmm. not work for anyone else ever. It's true. You, like like people who say, just do keto all the time. It's like, do you like shitting yourself? Because yeah. if you do keto all the time, yeah. you never stop. You're going to shit yourself right, all the right. time and get all dehydrated yeah. and probably die early. Right, right, right. You need other things too. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't tell someone to I'd say, hey, for me, I quit pizza, pasta, and bread. Yeah. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying that if that's something that you may think about, try it, but yeah. also make sure you're not getting sick or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I tell people what works for me is uh, I, I call it five out of seven. Uh, the, the whole just be really strict for five days a week and on weekdays. Do whatever the fuck you want. That's called the purge. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Like, <laughs> he means with eating. Exactly. <laughs> like two exactly. days of murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for two days, it's just uh, all all crimes. <laughs> Nothing but I'm a five very days bad... of Gandhi and two days of Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> Good diet plan. I'm a very very bad person on the weekends. But no, no, like that. That's the thing that happened with me. It's not going to work with everybody. It's not for some people to go clean and cold turkey for a whole week and then on weekends drink eat eat candy cake and all that stuff they may never make it out of the weekend they might just carry the weekend on to the week you know it doesn't work for everybody for me it worked to get it out of my system start over again because i'm i'm based in binging that's where i get my that's where my evil is it's doing 
uh, it's it's lack of moderation. It's doing the thing that I love a lot once I get a chance to, which you're I'm addictive. very happy. You're an addictive personality. I'm very happy why I never got into drugs. Fortunately, you channeled it at things that can be controlled, mm-hmm. and also in a weird way it can help. It can hurt you too. There are oh, people that time. work out so much that they injure themselves yep. and they get too crazy with it, and also they become so focused they can't focus on other things around them, and then they wonder why things didn't happen for them. Correct. Because they can't branch out and do shit. But to be a comic, to be in entertainment, to be uh, athlete, anything like that you need to shut out the rest of the world to mm-hmm. be selfish right so and that so you kind of need that kind of ability but you want to get back to the medication before we have to stop um yeah so so you had just brought up that you decided that you didn't need medication but you're I not know, against it i'm once again i know what works for me there you go yeah. i'm an addictive personality i'm someone that i've never even even when I got injured, I broke my elbow one time. Um, I broke my heel another time. Those and are two extremely hard bones. Right. How the fuck did you break those? Well, the he- the heel got smashed in half by being in a car accident the week after 9-11. Uh, I only remember that because my buddy had was told he had to go off to Afghanistan. So we went to go like say goodbye to him, whatever. My now ex-wife was pregnant with my first child. So I almost died and never met her because I got super drunk in New Haven with him celebrating, got in the car. And I said, don't get in the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, I won't. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And then snuck out like an idiot. Yeah. Tried to drive down the Merritt Parkway. Uh, made it all the way from New Haven all the way down to where like the uh, the Oakdale is. And um, I don't remember any of the drive. I don't remember any of this at all. Thank goodness it's not in my mind. So it would be scary if it was. Yeah, it'd be but I just, I, I just drove off and I flew over the guardrail on the, the right side towards the woods in the air, hit a uh, telephone pole that's no longer there anymore, took it out. The car went in. The engine block hit the thing so hard it drove through the car into my foot. The engine block shattered my heel. I don't have Holy a heel. Um, that's the other thing about me running when I run, and people and people go, "Oh, you didn't have a great time today." I'm like, "Well, I don't have a heel." Um, right. <laughs> it was all it was all the bones that were there. They fused into a thing. Uh, the nerve endings are all fucked up. I'm always every day in constant pain. I have half a tendon holding that foot together. Um, and I, I had to have a metal bar. Holy fuck! I, I had to have a metal bar. Put Your running just got ten times more impressive. Yeah, I, once I tell people that, like they're like, oh, "You're running." I'm like, I don't want to tell them the part. Where, like, you don't understand. Like, I read the post, but <laughs> what you just explained, I'm gaining the nuance on. That yeah. is fucking incredible. There was a metal bar put through my because there was a hole, a rip in the side of my foot, and then so a metal bar about ten inches had to be put into my foot straight Christ. through, and then I had to stick out the back. So they took like a ace bandage wrap and put it on the back like a, like an old roller skate bumper, <laughs> so nobody would hit it. Right, and the bar had. To hold it in so every day for a month i had to clean out the wound myself yeah which was super gross and i had to do that every until it healed i had to do that oh my god also had broken my uh my left wrist and also broke three ribs and that was the part where i thought i was gonna die because the ribs the bones cracked and they were all pointing at my lungs and like like centimeters away from puncturing my lungs yeah that's that's what um, could happen with uh, the wonderful ribs. thing was because this is all about medication by the way i right. want to make sure we get back to we are, we're definitely going to. so the wonderful thing was is i got there and when they felt someone saw me on the side of the road they're like they were too quick and thank god to go hey is he drunk so i didn't get in trouble for like the duis or anything because they couldn't do a blood shit. test because they were worried about saving my life right um I was in constant pain, obviously. I have arthritis throughout my body to this day, years mm-hmm. later. But when I was first in pain, obviously when I was in the hospital, they had me on drips and things like that. But once yeah. I got out, they had asked if I wanted, you know, a painkiller, all this stuff. And I they gave them to me. But when I took it once, I'm like, oh, I don't like how that feels because I think I want to always feel like that. And Holy I know shit. I know that yeah. I'll want that feeling and I won't be. I knew in my head right away, my father was an alcoholic. Through my family, it was those kind of thing, addictions and stuff. I knew that if I wanted that feeling all the time, I would find new ways to get that feeling. And so, therefore, 
Nope, not for me. Just take a Tylenol and then just, you know, eventually you're going to get through it. No one's ever died from being in pain in that way. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be okay. So therefore, my whole life, I've always told myself, don't take this pain pill or whatever. Even with things like depression and anxiety, people try to put me on stuff. And I'm like, as much as I hate feeling this way, I've figured out everything else in my life through my mind. Right. I'm not at the point where I can't make thought. I'm not at the point where I can't make decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not, my, my, the chemicals in my head that are fucked up aren't at the point where it's stopping me from living and being and being a person. So therefore, I want to be able to control it myself. I don't want pills making me be a certain way and take away the parts of me I like. My creativity, my humor, Perfect all segue that into what I wanted to say about medication. Right, so that's what I'm so, talking about. But I know some people who can't function. Right. And therefore, the chemical imbalance is so bad, they need those things in their body to function, to be in society, to be able to sleep at night. The ones who can't, just like I do, turn voices off. There's people that can't do that. Mm-mm. They can't stop their mind from going, and they need something to do that so they can be a person, so they can be productive. So for those people, I'm happy that there's medication. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I agree. I, am hap- for, I, I think that for the people who need medication, I'm just really glad it exists. Agree with you on that. I know for a fact... Uh, back when I first got uh, ever got medicated that I, I hated it. So um, as every single person who's ever met me or seen me online, even got a glimpse of my personality knows I have ADHD, the real kind, like the one that's borderline, probably something else, but they called it ADHD. I'm the same here. And uh, so much to the point where in middle school, I got diagnosed via uh, doctor, teachers, multiple references all came together for for the forms to put me on uh put me on drugs for it. At the time, all they were what what they had to offer was Ritalin. Ritalin, I don't even think they prescribe anymore. No. That shit is speed. It is it is amphetamines. You will piss hot for amphetamines if you get drug tested on it. It, it and I was a 12-year-old on this fucking drug and I got straight A's in school for the first time in my life. I'm the D D C average uh student and I shot up to A's and I was doing incredible, but I also noticed I wasn't making jokes anymore. I was no longer the class clown. People would tell me, Stefano, you're not funny anymore. What happened? It was killing me. Uh, it also was the reason I discovered what anxiety is. Uh, I would be on the bus. So you weren't noticing your personality was changed until no. someone brought it up. Correct, correct. And I would just be on the bus, my normal happy self, and you know, I take the I take the pills before I would go to I, I would get on the bus. So they would hit sometime around when I got to school. And I'd be happy, fun, messing around with my friends, and then I'd digest them, and they hit my system, and literally a massive wave of anxiety, borderline depression, would wash over me, and I would just wet blanket. It it was just I I felt like something bad was gonna happen, and that was just my days while I was on this drug, while I was on Ritalin. It just feels like something terrible is about to happen. There's no other way to explain it, and I eventually was just aware enough to be like, I don't want to be on these things. I know my grades are going to fall and bad things are going to come with it, but I want my personality back. I'm not saying that you're going to lose your personality if you get on drugs. You may need to save your, your personality by getting on drugs. I'm just and saying, to be clear, a lot of you have shit personalities. Many. So you may need pills just For to sure. make yourself a better person. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, some yeah, of you are garbage. There's more garbage than there's good. For, more, more than likely. But I, I just hate the fact that doctors have become pushers, but I understand it's a business thing, whatever. I get it. And they know they have to sell it. So we don't even know, really know what we're giving. Because right. it's, it's such a new science for us to go. For, even think about like 30 years ago, no one even thought about 
our bodies being chemically imbalanced and not having this that makes this yeah. happen. We were just like, oh, you're sad? Shut the fuck up. Here's yeah. a hug. Go get a hooker. But it's like, like that was your thing. But it's like we maybe have the wherewithal to be like, oh, maybe a middle schooler doesn't need to be on uh, amphetamines. You know, like it, it, it sounds like common sense, but, you know, I'm trying to fix a quote-unquote problem i could have just like someone could have put me in a sport and maybe gotten me on a better diet possibly <laughs> there's a lot of things that could have helped but the problem is is that and this has been the problem for all life adults look at kids and look at them as adults right and say well you know they can't deal with that because you know that's going to be hard on them in life it's like well they're not adults now they're yeah. kids now mm-hmm. so they don't have to worry it's okay mm-hmm. to have social anxiety in school schools are the worst thing ever created Mm -hmm. it's what else what other time in life are you put in a building with the same people for 12 fucking years yeah and then told go off and be something Mm -hmm. i don't know i i only i i know five (laughs) things that are hot and four of them are not really hot right i I think sally's hot Uh hot. i think this guy's a great athlete this guy's smart these are the only world i know and i'm so i'm I'm so fucked up on society because right away from the second grade they decided the people the hunger games fucks they decided I wasn't cool so I can't ever get away from that and so yeah I'm dealing with this weird thing in life but I have to learn how to deal with that yeah. I, but if you put me on pills I just fall into place I just fall into line yep. so if, as much as I'm happy you know, I, 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 I struggled things in life but I changed I, at one point I was the kid that got bullied and then I became the kid that became a little bit of a bully and then learned at the end to kind of blend in both ways yeah. but you learn mm-hmm. who you are and you grow because you fight against those things but if I'm medicated in school because an adult thought well he can't handle this how's he gonna work later it's like whoa i i couldn't fuck when i was eight but i yeah, figured exactly. it out when i was 20 it's exactly like, I'm a little younger than 20 but anyway so right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> but you understand things. so to medicate that i think medication and all those things should be done when you're older when like you figure yeah. things out most things should be done when you're older mm-hmm. like the, the drinking age should be 40 um it really <laughs> should it. because you don't Alcohol need all that shit is so goddamn dangerous well, not, i can't believe i, don't, I can't yeah. believe it's such a common drug it's, like, it's beyond common but, but it makes so much money that you can't put it away right um cigarettes kill everyone but it makes so much money you can't put it away yeah uh, those those kind of things are just always going to be there because you, 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 where are you going to replace those jobs where are you going to replace that money how, how are you going to do it so you, you can't you're like we already fucked up we're done mm-hmm. it's like we can't disinvent alcohol, but it would be nice. <laughs> well, also, it wouldn't even be like people go, well, if you let it go, it'd be like prohibition. No, it wouldn't. People just ignore it. Right. At exactly. this point, it would just be like, you know, fuck you. We're not like weed. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the weed thing is still a weird fence because it's like strange. It, it, they, 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 it's legal, but now it's different. It's stronger. It's a, so you're making it great. I mean, you usually just buy shit weed. You didn't care what you bought. True. Now you're buying it. There's so many more flavors and kinds. And it has become a dangerous drug. Yeah. Weed is weed. You should not drive on the weed. You could get it from a dispensary. Right. You it should used to, not. It used to be you were just chill. Yeah. And you just got a little bit hungry. Mm-hmm. Now you're eating like an edible where you only can have a hoof of a bear because if you have his whole butt, you're dead. You know, exactly. It's, like, it's, it's insane what all those things have become. So it's like, but I, I just don't. I think when we're older, we can do more things. Like that should be when we do shit. Like we should be as young people doing all the working and all the decision making, and then. I think you should go to college when you're 35 or 40. That sounds great. You should get out of school and you should start working, 
figuring out what you want. You don't know what you want to do at 21. Right. You have no idea. You think you know a thing because people told you things. These things that are called parents, that you're like, they're just two humans that fucked and made you. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you should respect them and all that's a great thing. But the fact that they're the only ones teaching you stuff, more times than not, they're dumb too. Mm-hmm. And they've made bad decisions and they're teaching all these dumb things. So you learn from only them. You should go out into the world, work, meet all kinds of people, try different jobs, go around all entry-level jobs, learn things, and then at about 35 go, this is my mission. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. And then you go, yeah, now I need the education. And now I'm willing to learn. I can focus better. I'm not trying to get laid. I'm not trying to party and do all these things. I'm not out of, out of this one small bubble for the first time in my life and not understanding. Because we send kids to college who are like, I've just always lived at home. And now I'm out in the real world. But I also have to learn things that are going to make my whole life different. Right. You can't combine those things. Let them go out do their stuff. And then at fucking 35, 40, learn and then on 40 you just now you're a boss now you you know how to run things mm-hmm. which is what we do and then you wait till 70 and you're president yeah that's too old that's true it should be 40 it's true <laughs> it should be almost dead yeah everyone's like oh bernie lives through it yeah so he can help us out or <laughs> bernie and Biden live heart attack <laughs> yeah they're just they're, they were here with dinosaurs yeah. now they're gonna run it right everyone's like trump's nuts he's 90 yeah <laughs> and he was—he had tons of money. He's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, <laughs> he made him. Pre- of course, he's nuts, but he's also our fucking president. He right. says in, but that's the way our rules are. Mm-hmm. But if we change the way we do things, it made school. Schools were built, and we're going to go into a nine-hour podcast. But <laughs> schools were built to get kids ready for factory work. That's why they were made. Yeah. It was made to get up early, you know, listen to bells, you know, this shift, that shift, whatever. Sit still, listen, pay attention, work. It was that. We don't have factory jobs anymore. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. We gave them to the fun Asian people. They can have it now. Right. We don't do that. We do all computer things. We do all different stuff. So why aren't schools changed? Why aren't hours different? No one needs to get up at that time in the morning anymore. We're not farmers. I cannot believe we send kids to school for eight hours. That is, a, I that can, is preposterous. Listen, I, can, I did it. I can believe the eight hours. I just can't believe that we have to start. We get them up at six. Yeah, there's young minds they should be getting rest and doing stuff like that. We should be starting school at ten o'clock. They can go through the evening. They can go at five o'clock. And get out. Right. Work a work day. That's what a work day is. Yeah. Eight eight. It used to be nine to five. Now it's like eight to six. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you could work that day, but give a little more rest. But why do we do it? Because we want these hours for this. It's built for that. Why? Because we're trying to. We can't get out of our own shit. And also teachers would be like, well, I don't want to work later. I'm like, you're barely working now. Here, here's a fun one. Uh, so like recess probably could be a little bit longer. You know, k- kids use a break. Me, I uh, I missed a lot of homework. And I didn't necessarily, I wasn't a misbehavior as far as like, I, I, I wasn't like an asshole. But I missed a lot of homework assignments. And when you would miss homework assignments, they would punish you by taking away your recess. I was a fucking fat kid. You were, you know what you're doing to a fat kid by taking away his only little tiny bit of exercise? And, uh, yeah, no, that's, I feel like there should be more of a focus on teaching you how to be a healthy, adjusted human being. Like, you know, when I was a senior in high school it was my fifth year, I went to three high schools in five years. Cause I acted out. I was, right. I was like, I thrown out a lot of schools. I was acting out. I was in my senior year. The only thing I liked was athletics. I was, uh, I was an athlete. Um, I love sports. It was the only time I blew off any steam about a month into the senior year. They said to me, Oh, we looked at your record and you are overqualified for gym. You already have all your credits, so we're taking gym away. I go, so I'm the kid who skips class, acts like an asshole, talks back, and you're going to take away the one thing that where I blow off steam. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, study hall. So, of course, school year, there was like the dumbest thing. Like, who cares? I'm over. Was I going to win too much kickball? Yeah. What the fuck are you worried about? Like, yeah. this kid's too good at dodgeball. You know in we life. can't have men. Because we're preparing for you for life. And you know in life, you're only allowed to be so good at something before someone tells you to stop. The fact that they even wasted their time to look at that and say, 
this is a thing. It's like you're focusing on the wrong things here. Here's a kid screaming for attention. Right. You know, and there's one thing he likes. Put him in more of that. Yeah. If anything, take me out of the fucking science class that, believe me, I shouldn't be in because it's sophomore biology and I'm 19 yeah. and I shouldn't be around those young girls, but I am now. Right. But anyway, so it's like, <laughs> you're putting me in there. Give me two gym classes. Right. Let me teach gym. Yeah. Maybe you would have found something there. Yeah. Because I, it's the one thing I liked where I had passion and I was an influential kid. Mm-hmm. People that listened to me because they thought that I was like, this, I was like the Kelly from the Bad News Bears. I was the older right. kid doing weird shit. You, instead of doing that, they just said, ah, fuck it. We got to move it out. Right. We just, we're, the edu- I, I love people that want to educate people, but we're doing it wrong. Yeah. Shit, man. That would be another fucking great podcast to have. Yeah, I'll have to come back because yeah. we, we'll you're, be here you're for always, six weeks. You're, 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 you'll always be welcome back. But before I get, get you out of here, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about, just give uh, our listeners an update. So before you were, uh, last episode, we you would explain that you had been you got offered your first radio like yeah regular i reached, radio I reached let's out talk to, about that a little bit and i want to see how it developed last time i was here i had reached out to a radio station i'm uh for people that are from the connecticut area i would be a guest on Chaz and aj which is on wplr which has been a staple morning show for like 25 something years i grew up on it and they let me be on that show and be a guest and i really enjoyed it and i started being guests on other shows like the compound media and stuff and also backs and brian which is basically the Chaz and aj of western mass and doing their own podcast i started to really fall in love with this, with this kind of medium, um, talking, entertaining, and really enjoyed it and wanted to learn it. So I reached out to the general manager, who's now the vice president, he moved up, of the kind of sort of media, which Chaz and AJ and all the other states. There's five stations that are there. It's uh, Star 99.9, uh, WPLR, uh, 95.9 The Fox, Weeby 108, and WICC are all under the same blanket. And I messaged him and said, hey, would there be any chance ever of me uh, finding, can I find out basically how to get into this? I would like to be part of a morning show someday. I don't know how that works. I, I know that radio is kind of dying, whatever. Maybe I'm too old. Whatever it is, I thought it'd be dumb not to ask the question. Yeah. Because I, I always learned that most things we don't get is because we don't ask. Someone says no, fine. But most times, like you said, you said you answered a Craigslist ad and you learned it, you got a job you liked because you asked. Mm-hmm. You just said, oh, there's a thing. I'm going to ask about this thing. They could say no, whatever. So I'm like, I asked and they said, yeah, we do think that you'd be a good fit for that. We don't have anything right now in that. But would you like to learn the radio aspect of it? I said, yes. I said, we'll offer you a part-time job. And I said, that'd be great. So I started doing that and starting, I um, since I was like early August, I believe, mm-hmm. I started doing um, I started doing radio on 95.9 The Fox on Saturdays from 10 to 3. And I would just go in and uh, play, play the music. Everything's all set up there. And I would just do the breaks in between. And like anyone listening to this podcast is like, wow, that guy talks forever. Now, on radio, I'm not allowed to. So I had to teach myself how to talk in 20 to 30 second spurts get everything in that I'm allowed to have humor. What they said was we're now the new thing they're doing in radio is because of podcasts and the way the world is people don't want radio people anymore. You don't want that. And the forecast is this. They don't even want you talking like that. They want you talking like people on there. Right. People want to listen to podcasts. So they stopped hiring radio people and they're starting to hire entertaining people because you can teach someone radio. You can teach someone technical. You can't teach them to be entertaining. Right. So they want to hire those kind of people. So I started learning that and still sitting on with Chaz and AJ when they have me on as a guest, and that's fun too. But now it's starting to become where I'm really enjoying it to the point where, like, this month I'll be getting more shifts, uh, being still part-time, but, I'll, like, this weekend I'll be doing Saturday and Sunday two shows, uh, 10 to 3, which is more fun. I'm getting loose. I'm getting used to it. I'm able to be more creative. It's helped out my comedy because I'm learning how to write tighter. I'm learning how to relate to people I can't see, which is a hard thing to do. Right. Because in comedy – Instant gratification. They're right there. I can see their laughs. I can see they're upset. I can see they're getting it. I can see they're not getting it. On radio, I have no idea. All live. Man. Not only live, I have no idea if they're listening, if they if they care, if they're hating it. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. And I probably will never know. 
but I have to have the confidence like I know. And I have to go into it with the ability to think in my head that people that are listening are enjoying this and want to continue to listen because they have a million options to change it. Mm-hmm. And I have to go that way. And now I'm starting to become a part of other things. Like they're going to do a, a food drive and I'll be one of the personalities there at the food drive live on the air. So That's I'm, awesome. I used to listen to idiots doing like, a, here we are at you know, Joe Schmo's market. Deliver, you know, bring your turkeys here. I'll be that fucking asshole. Yeah. But I get to be me while doing that. Exactly. So it's been fun. And I'm going to be part of Chaz and AJ's uh, toy drive. On their thing, I'm going to be dressed like a, not, they haven't announced it yet, but people will, this will be a few people, I'll be dressed like a grumpy elf. <laughs> and when people go to the toy drive this year, and people go all the time, I'll be there. Is being, that even a costume for you? They, they, they wouldn't got one. Oh, well, yeah. they, they said, "Would you mind being?" I'm like, "It's the role I was born to exactly, play." Exactly. Exactly. Like, I go without a doubt, like they know I'm not the kind of guy that wants to do goofy shit. But I'm like, that's not goofy shit. That's a fun thing that I'll be mm-hmm. part of. And I'm looking forward to the next venture next year of trying to get even farther involved in this because I love that idea. Talking about small business things before. I love the idea of local radio. I like the idea that people look at Chaz and AJ as their family, as their people, because yeah. they talk about the things that are influencing them. So, right. like, you know, I, I know that road or that restaurant or that diner or that concert or that thing. I like that more than the big scape of, you know, the world, talking about all of America. I like yeah. talking about the small areas. And I, w- I would like to get into that. And even if those ever become anything, I'm happy that I'm learning something else. That's awesome. You know I mean, man. so I'm enjoying it. Well, we're all uh, we're all really happy for you just to see it. I don't. Not through. everyone is. The, the coffee lady said boo. Right, right. She just yeah. booed me. She definitely didn't. And like put you. whipped cream on my boo. <laughs> no, but re- really, it's, it's it's cool to see that develop because I've been following your career obviously since I met you. Uh, just because like it's cool to see some. Uh, it, it, it's it's cool that you're going for it, and I I knew from you know from years ago that you you were the first. You're probably the reason why I listen to podcasts. Probably the reason why I have a podcast because your podcast was the first one to listen to, and I knew that you're into broadcasting. So it's cool that you're kind of jumping into mediums and mixing everything around and it's i'm I'm glad I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next but like we said before if a door opens don't don't look for the door i never thought i'd be doing any of this stuff it was never a thought radio any of those things it just happened like everything else right. we said it just it happened and then once it happens embrace it and go for it hell yeah learn new shit so people find you on 95.9 the fox uh, you can find me on there it's you can stream it as well but uh, so but saturdays 10 to 3 and this weekend saturday and sunday 10 to 3 uh it's mostly music but you'll hear me in between mm-hmm. doing like, whatever but it's 90s and 2000s alternative rock well, stuff like that and while we're at it you could plug everything else uh i actually will release this episode this sunday so so okay, for so once it's, it's not going to be a month old episode right, so this well, the main thing is just uh patos.com but uh, uh if you're looking to get into comedy or in comedy i have a book called how not to suck a comedy which is a lot of people have embraced it really it teaches comedy from every aspect but not in a way like i'm not most comedy books talk down to you like i'm this big comic and i'm teaching you these things like mine is literally if you're someone doing open mics doing whatever i'm talking about the things you're going through right now and it talks like people talk like it's like a, the reason why they voted for Trump. They're like, oh, he talks like we do. And it's, uh-huh. also, it's also stupid. Like, that's what my book is. He yeah. talks like we do, and it's also stupid. Right. But it teaches you how, what you can look at any part of that book and go, oh, wow, I'm dealing with this at open mic right now. Or I'm dealing with that with a booker right now. Or I don't know how to write this thing right now. It's all those things you need. And if you know anyone that wants to do comedy, it's the perfect stocking stuffer. It so really order is. that there. It's only, and if you email me at patoatscomedy at gmail.com, you can get it for 20 bucks. If you go on Amazon, it's like 25 bucks plus shipping and handling. So you get a little cheaper if you buy it through me but either way i get money so i don't give a right. fuck and if you're someone in comedy now it's the kind of season where you're thinking about going into festivals or new years when people are like i need to get booked by this club or i need to if you have any of that fucking bucket list shit you want to do and you're not sure about your comedy clip and sending it out send it to me for a small fee i charge 50 bucks i break it down like fucking game film you and i talked about this i take yes. like three to four hours to watch a five minute clip 
And I give you every bit of feedback you can to make a better clip, to make it so you could get books, to just bring your, take your potential and find it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love comedy, so I can watch. You're like, well, I'm no good, but don't worry. I only, I know you're no good. And yeah. We're all no good, but I watch it and I help you. And then people are like, oh, 50 bucks. Well, you, you'll pay that five times to go to an open mic you stink at. Mm -hmm. Learn what to do with the open mic. Right. You know, so, you know, just those are my only plugs there. Everything else, just go to padouts.com. You can find my shows and shit. Awesome. And uh, everyone knows where to find me. Uh, Stephabro93 on Instagram, Stephabro on Twitter. Stefano Sands on Facebook. Uh, all of those are good. Oh, but. Pat underscore Oates, which I don't know why I have that. Yeah. Pat underscore Oates on Twitter. Did somebody I, else get Pat Oates on you? No, I was Pat Oates when I first started doing comedy. And then I like it was like, I was so old, it was on an Earthlink account. Right. And I couldn't remember. I stopped doing Twitter. I couldn't remember how to get into it. Right. And I'm like, all right, it's just there. And I don't know how to get there. And I was like, I need one now as a comic. So I right. just fucking made Pat underscore Oates. All right. Perfect. So I cop block myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess that wraps up another episode of Good Enough. Uh, really would love to have you back soon. Anytime. Yeah, I think you, you know need that. to be a more regular guest. Anytime you want. Anytime Frankie Hill won't show up, I'm here. Dude, Frankie Hill's never coming back. I I'm going to be with Frankie on Saturday. <laughs> so we'll talk shit about you in the car ride. Awesome. Awesome. I, God damn. I, I love that dude. As big of a piece of shit he is. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. And as always, drink more water and be nicer to each other. Yeah.